We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm doing very well. All right. So we have just completed, well, in our household, a full year of birthdays in COVID. All six of us have had quarantine birthdays. We just had another one and we tried to make the best of it, but it truly is just not a great season for birthdays, eh? Oh, it is so hard. It is really hard. And especially like, I think for us, we can make, with our family, it's fine. But for kids, our teenagers, it's not fun. They want to have their friends over. There's nothing open. There's nothing really to do. And it's also been like minus bazillion <laughs> like 50, minus 50 yes yes so, so cool. yes so that makes so it a little bit more cold. difficult yeah 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 but you got a big birthday coming up too eh I do your mom my mom is Aww. turning 70 so yeah. that's really special making it trying to think outside of the box of how do you make her day special so you know yeah. we're doing things dropped off every day like every hour at her porch, every couple hours on her porch, just to kind of make it the day full of excitement and, and zooming in. But it's just different. Yes. It's just a different year. But in the midst of the difference, we're just feeling like God is bringing us also in that journey. Like as we've been talking about all the COVID ver- birthdays a year, like we think back for a year, what God has done and taught us. And what we've also learned about ourselves, it's been a pretty fascinating year difficult and a struggle and I mean on all different scales for some it's been a heart-wrenching year and for others it's been lonely it's everyone's got a different story in COVID but in the midst of it all there is a trail of God's faithfulness in all of our lives when we choose to look because we can choose to look back and see everything that maybe we've missed or been lost but we can also see if we look through the lens of God's goodness and faithfulness we can see what God is doing and restoring and how he is moving us through. He has not left us. We are going to the other side. Just like that story, I keep picturing the story of Jesus in the boat and he's saying, we're going to the other side. You know, we've been in the storm and even them, they doubted. They're like, we're going to die. What's going to happen? Not knowing how this was all going to resolve, but we are going to the other side. God has not left us. He never has, never has. Yes. And he never will. And so you know, through all of that, you know, we've all gone through different journeys, even in our spiritual journey. And just recently in my time with the Lord, I was just sensing, this was actually recently in January, feeling this overwhelming feeling like a fog, a bit of a fog. And the word going into 2021 was following the King. And I literally saw like a clear path with like a door opening and Jesus going ahead of me and saying, follow me and seeing like this path into light, like just knowing I was going into this year. And literally, it's almost like that same picture keeps coming that I'm in this portion of the fog. And I just was just asking the Lord a little bit about it. Like, I'm sensing this fog. I'm sensing it. Not that I I feel oppressed or feel, but just like a fog. I can't see clear. And it feels a little bit harder to kind of discern or to have clarity in my own time and just what I'm sensing. I just felt like God say, like, hear my voice. Listen, stop. Stop so trying so hard to see and just stop and listen. I'm speaking and you'll hear my footprints moving. Like I am always moving and I'm always speaking. But sometimes the way we're used to seeing God or experiencing God 
it kind of for a time can be dulled or there could be that fog, but it doesn't mean that God's left. So there is something right now, even in this season, I feel like even my own time with God, that he's kind of enlarging, like he's changing a sense. If that makes sense, like think of all your five senses. There's ones that you're dominant with. Often our eyes are our dominant sense because you see, but I feel like right now in the spirit, I feel there's a little bit of a fog, but it feels actually a more heightened sense of like, okay, I've got to stop and really listen. And so that's what I'm really, I'm feeling in this, even in COVID, I've had so many spiritual, not ups and downs, but like intense moments. And then it's been kind of more peaceful, but a lot more intensity I've been sensing. But this time I'm feeling a little bit of, it's like just having to trust what I'm hearing, trust that God is moving and just trust his voice. And that is, it's a little bit different. It's yeah. a little bit different. The yeah. feeling of when I saw that picture <laughs> going into 2020, I'm like, yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hello. Are you there? I can't see. Even when you're driving, have you ever driven in a fog? And it's kind of, it's disorienting. Extremely. Right? Like you can only see right in front of you. And the your beams are on high, but you can literally only see. And you're trusting as you slow down your, like you slow down your speed. You're a bit more aware of like what's going on around listening. I feel like it's kind of like that. We're still driving, but it's like, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm kind of like, okay, where are you? And let me just sense what you're doing. Yeah. So what do you feel about that? How are you? I, I, I think that's really quite a profound word or even a sense that, that you had because it really does resonate with something I've been even feeling or sensing. This idea of like a fogginess, a fogginess in my mind a little bit, a fogginess even in my ability to see. And it's just, it's fascinating to me because for the last couple of years, you know, we've, we've put a lot of attention on even like, give me eyes to see just this prayer, Lord, like help us to see even what's really going on in the spiritual realm. Help us to see, help us to understand. And we've kind of put a lot of emphasis on this and, and sensing that God is bringing revelation around that. But it's true. Coming into this new year, there, I, I have felt that same thing. I felt so I, that does resonate with me. Just that sense. I haven't thought of it the way that you described it, but it, it resonates, you know, this sense of just fogginess and, and a couple of things do come to mind. I have driven in a, in a fog and it's exactly like you just described. I mean, it's a little bit terrifying because you cannot see what is ahead. You cannot see danger ahead. You cannot see if there's, you know, something that's going to be on the road as you're going. And so you do, you have to slow your speed. You have to slow down. You have to like attune all your other senses so much more. And, and I kind of also have the picture of, um, you know, that we were describing like the watchman on the wall, you know, when a fog comes in and our ability to see is compromised, we're not able to see in the same way. All of the sudden, you have to rely on your other senses and you have to rely on one another to really hear what is going on. And I just love this idea of slowing down, even closing our eyes and really listening to the voice of the king, really listening to the voice of God, really attuning our ear to hear his voice, to be sensitive to his voice. And, you know, the more that I think about this, I think, you know, what happens with our eyes very much, even if our prayer is, Lord, give me eyes to see, what happens with our eyes is our eyes are allow a lot of distractions, a lot of distractions. And that's where distraction comes from. It's 
our mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. It comes in through our eyes and then goes into our mind. Honestly, I mean, you see this all over the place. So that's where comparisons come from. It's where we see it on social media or we're watching something on TV. It comes in through the eye gate and then puts something into our mind. And all of a sudden, those things distract us from being able to really hear or discern or understand or, you know, we these thoughts come into our mind that, you know, are not of God or do not come from his word. And all of a sudden we're sort of sent off course. And so just this idea of even closing our eyes, slowing, slowing down the pace a little and really, really trying to listen, really listening to his voice, you know, There is another prayer in the scriptures that we see all through it. Lord, give me ears to hear, you know, and give them ears to hear. God says, give them ears to hear what I'm saying. So you you see this is something we have to discipline. I think it's a discipline to slow and listen and really listen. And in, in a time and in a world where there is so much going on, I, I, yeah, I think there is something to this, even just a caution or an awareness because others, you know, you might be listening and, and you might be having that same sense, just this, this fogginess, this fogginess in your mind, this, this lack of clarity of thought, or even just feeling an inability to be able to see. And you might be sensing that same thing. And so, so we just encourage you just quiet yourself. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Just quiet yourself. Close your eyes and really listen. Listen to what the Father is saying. I love that, Lori. And it really is a bit more intense, isn't it? Like you saying that, that intentionality. And there is actually a greater intensity when you can't see. That is, you're having to lean in. Because when you think of driving, if you can see you put your music on, you can see everything is cut. But when there is a storm or there's a fog, you literally like, I have to turn off all music and you're so attuned to what's happening. Yeah, It's actually a really heightened sense. So I almost feel like it's a little bit of God's way of protecting us too. Mm. Like we can't see in the spiritual realm. We can't see what's happening. We can't see in that way. So when that happens, like I love that you even said, like for those of you listening, I love that you even said like don't be, don't be stressed. Like don't be anxious about that. Sometimes that's like a protective element of God to say, okay, you need to really listen here because there's things you actually can't see. <laughs> like we have this illusion that we can see. We actually can't really see. Yeah. And when that moment comes, and we feel that fogginess all of a sudden just come upon us. And we're really pressing into God. We're really coming with repentive hearts. It's not about sin. It's not about lack of discipline. or Like we're really pushing through. And it just seems like, wow, there's just something there. Sometimes I've learned in my own lives, in my own life, it is God's way of saying, okay, I'm protecting you here. Slow down and listen because I'm going to show you something that you wouldn't be able, you're not going to be able to see. But you're actually going to be able to hear. And this is something that is in an invisible world that you're going to be able to hear. And that's what I'm kind of even sensing in my spirit. There's an, an increased intensity. I almost felt like before it was more intense. I feel like there's a bit more of that intense feeling because it's so intentional of how we have to kind of maneuver through this. And God's leading us. And when we stop and listen, I love that. The, the, the feeling I always get to when I think of the king is like, he's always on the move. Like, He's moving us somewhere. It's not, you know, and he's going, he's taking us with him. And I feel like right now he's on the move and there's things we can't see. So he's like, there's a fog, but don't be alarmed. 
sometimes there's a protective part of that that the God's protecting us from. Yeah. Wow. I have never thought of it from yeah. that perspective. That's really fascinating. That That's was a this morning. Really, really neat idea. Yeah. It. Yeah. And and you're probably right because if we saw it again. <laughs> We would get distracted. Yeah. We would get off course. So that's beautiful. It's so funny because this week we were chatting at home and I don't know if it's like this at your house, but I've got a couple of kids doing online school and they have been for, you know, the last little while. And so, I mean, days and days and days can go by without, you know, them getting dressed or ready (laughs) or wearing the same clothes day after day, the pajama pants with the sweatshirt or whatever, you know, even we're working from home a lot of the time as well. And so over the last few weeks, I've just started to become aware, even as I look into my closet, as I look at my shoes and my clothes that I have, and, you know, I'm watching my kids and what they're wearing. I've got, you know, other kids working from home right now. So they're wearing pajama, fleece pajama bottoms with a shirt on top. Like, I mean, this is funny stuff, but I've started to become aware at how much of what we have and how much of what we do is actually not for us. And it's actually not for God. It's for other people. Wow. Like, and, and again, this comes back to seeing. I, like, I, I think there's like this connection with seeing, with like image, with perception, with like there's this. And I just, I just started to become aware of this. Like, what are the things I'm wearing when I'm at home? I'm choosing to wear when I know I'm not going to see anybody as opposed to the things that I wear when I'm going to be out and with people. And then, you know, with my kids, every single day they're wearing the exact same clothes. I mean, there's hardly any laundry because, you know, for a week they'll wear the same clothes and then throw it into the laundry. And then, you know, the new outfit, the new comfy outfit comes out. And I'm just, I'm amazed at how much of our lives, what we buy, what we have, really is, like, I've never thought of it so much, but it really is somehow about impressing other people. It isn't really about ourselves at all, because when we're at home alone, we don't do it. We, we, we don't get up, put on our makeup, put on our heels. Like, I'm not wearing high heels at home. Ever, (laughs) not ever. No, you know. So I mean, and again, I know there's varying degrees of this, and I'm not. I'm not trying to make like an overarching, like judgmental statement about about this. But I just started to really think about this. Even, you know, if you know that nobody is going to be at your house, are you less likely to tidy it up? Are you less? Is it less of a priority to tidy it up than if you know someone's going to be coming over? Or, you know, someone else is going to see sort of the inside, like, oh, we can let the bathrooms go one extra day or, you know what I mean? If you know, so it's just interesting, again, externally, all this is about the external. And I wonder if part of this sense that, you know, even the Lord is moving us and this journey that he's got us on is like, okay, give me eyes to see, like, okay, God, help me to have your eyes, help me to see differently. And then once we get a bit of a clearer picture, now he's, you know, he can sort of blind that, you know, I don't know, like almost like take that sense away and let's now let's train a different sense. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's something, there's a connection between all of these things. Again, when we see in the scriptures, Jesus spoke very strongly about, you know, to the religious people about 
they're prioritizing the external. Hmm. They're prioritizing rituals, you know, what the religious practices over really even obedience of the heart, you know, them prioritizing, um, them prioritizing even, even washing the outside of the cup, washing their hands, everything was external. And it was about an external image, impression, you know, all of these rules and all of these things. So I just, I, I, I don't know, like I, I, is God in the midst of this trying to bring a conviction about how much of our focus is on the external, relying, reliant on just what we see as opposed to just sort of, okay, let's, let's take this sense away and let's really start to listen. Let's really start to attune to a different sense. I don't know. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like there's a connection between, between all of that because that's something Jesus confronted big time. It was about what was going on in here. It wasn't about image or perception or what we see Mm. at all. It was about what was going on here. I love that. Laura, how would you, if you were speaking to someone, how would you say in your life you are able to hear from God? Like how do you hone in on the ability to hear? I think it really comes through that quietness. Like it, it does all stem from that time with the Lord. And the more time that I'm able to set aside and just spend in his presence, um, often in the moment, like when I'm doing it or when I'm in it, when I'm in my quiet time with the Lord, it may or may not feel all that profound. You know what I mean? It may or may not feel like I'm having this crazy supernatural experience, but it's like it postures my spirit to be able to hear differently. So then all of a sudden, as I'm going through my entire day, there's like these connections between what I read in the morning, the worship song that I spent time praying through, my prayer time with the Lord, even the words or encouragement that he gave me for people. All of a sudden, there's a connection as the day goes on. And I really feel like that time with God, you know, and and I really encourage people to do it in the morning because I feel like we need to have this mindset of we get up and we get our marching orders, you know, from our king. He 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 sets up our day for what it is that he has in store. And then all day long, we're just connected and postured towards hearing those little tweaks and turns all day long. So that's, I'd really say it comes from that time with the Lord. But again, it's not like a weird or supernatural. It really just comes out of the discipline, you know? What, would, what about for you? I Very, very similar. Yeah. And I think even adding to that, it's amazing when, now I'm a journaler, so are you. I know you are. You yep. do a lot through writing. But in my time with the Lord, I'll often write my prayer from what I've you know, I'll speak out. I have those columns. I've talked about that before. My yeah. personal times, I do like what God, what God is doing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what he's asking me to do. And I notice all the verbs in everything I read because God is an action oriented God and hearing is linked to obeying. That's very, that's those two words are linked I love together. That. Like when we hear something, it's not a matter of hearing. It's about obeying. They are together. Hearing is obeying. That's how we, God knows he, we've heard him mm-hmm. is when we actually We're obey. not just hearers of the word, but doers also. Exactly. Yeah. They go together. And so part of it is seeing the action of what God has said he'll do 
and what he's requiring of me. And when I finish declaring that and I just begin to write my prayer from that, like whatever kind of stands out, often there's be a scripture or an action that will stand out from what I've read. And I'll just begin a journal. It's amazing how God will speak to me through that. And that's, I'm not seeing something. And it's like you said, it's not always feeling this big profound word or it's not like an open vision. I often talk about that. That doesn't happen every day. But it really, just those simple moments in my time with God, and all of a sudden, like you're saying, it'll be that, like that fog, or I'll start to sense something, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Don't be alarmed. It's not because I'm apathetic. Immediately, I'll go to, like, I'm not doing enough. I'm apathetic. What's happening to me? Why don't I feel, like, that same, like, charge? And I'll start to be like, okay, God, okay, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing, I'm just going to put my faith and trust you in what your word is telling me. So exactly what you've said, hearing God always comes from hearing his word and obeying and recognizing like, what is God asking you to do? And that is something God will tell you. If you ask God, he'll tell you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure what to do, ask God, ask God and say, show me in your word, show me through your word, what you would have me do. And he will, he is always faithful to, he's always speaking and he will show you. And his word is always speaking. That's exactly. His word alive. is always speaking. Yeah. 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 And you have, but you have to go to it for your instructions and then be obedient yeah. to follow it. Even if it's hard and even if it's sacrificial, knowing and trusting that it is for your good. Yeah. It is ultimately for your good. It is ultimately to fulfill all the promises that God has. Right. Yeah. So it's not, sometimes we feel like, you know, as we're obedient and as we're, you know, having to make great sacrifices for God, it's nothing in comparison to what he sacrificed for us and, and the promises that are on the other side of just walking out in the fullness of all that he has for us. But the instructions are there. You're right. The instructions are definitely, definitely there. You know, every time I read the word, and spend time with the Lord in the morning, you know, I always, always, always take time to personalize what I've read. Lord, what are you saying for me today? And, and Lord, where have I missed the mark in, in following you in this way? You know, so whether I'm reading about the religious leaders, I, I, I'm like, God, like, where have I come up with you know, my own rituals of man, the, you know, religious practices that, that are not what you've asked me to do, but I just do them because they give me a sense of self-righteousness or they give me, where have I allowed self-righteousness to come into my faith walk, making me feel like I've earned, somehow earned the gift of grace that you've given me. God, where? And I ask the Lord and I begin to repent and I begin to just let God's word wash over me first because I feel, you know, so often it's our temptation to read it and think of someone else, <laughs> to read the instructions For and be sure. like, wow, if so, if only so-and-so <laughs> would follow this. We've all done it. And we do. We do that. Yes. Right. But yeah. really, if we allow, if we allow this word to read us first, then it postures us to really be able to hear the Lord and really be able to hear his instruction and, and then be able to follow, like you're saying, be able to follow where he goes here, where his footsteps are leading us. And often what he's going to tell us to do, what he's going to show us in his word, like the hard part about it is that it is often countercultural. It's often not the same as sort of the messages that we're constantly getting 
from the world, from social media, from movies, from, you know, anything that's kind of coming in through the eye gate, <laughs> through comparisons, through our friends, through, you know, if we're listening to those voices, if those voices are distracting us, then it is hard to discern what it is that we want to do. I mean, even subtleties like follow your heart, you know, you can trust yourself. What do you feel? Does it make you happy? Like all these, these sort of messages that constantly fill us with this idea of, this is how I'm going to find my truth. They conflict with what God's word is telling us to do. So again, if we don't close our eyes to all of that, open our ears and really listen. And as we read the word, as we receive the word of God, it's often going to lead us down a countercultural road. That's the opposite. Like, no, you should forgive them. No, yes, forgive them again. Oh, I know they hurt you again. Forgive them again. And again, well, how many times do I have to keep forgiving them? Okay, you know, love your enemies. Pray for those who are persecuting you. Pray for those who literally are saying bad things, who are tearing down your name. Bring them before the Father. Pray for them genuinely. Like, this is the opposite. Stand up for your rights. No, Jesus says lay down your rights. You know, deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Like, it's... It's not an easy message because it's an opposite message of the one that's constantly coming into our eye gate. But it's a worthy message and it will produce the promises that it promises it will. It absolutely, absolutely will. Not without suffering in this life. We're not promised a life without suffering, but in the life to come. That's what it's all about. This suffering is helping us to prepare for the life to come. So it is important and it does matter. It really, really does matter. Those are profound. That's a profound message. It's true because Jesus never said following me would be the absence of suffering or the absence of hardship. It really is. He says, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome. But it really is the opposite way of walking through life in the midst of hardship, in the midst of hard, in the midst of trial, of walking in the opposite way, of allowing God to do a work that we can't do on our own. You know, and this morning I was reading in John, and it just really struck me in John 3, in verses um, 36, it's talking about John the Baptist, and he's talking about Jesus, the honor of baptizing Jesus and saying like, I, he, know, he was just saying to his own disciples, I know my place, like may he increase and I decrease. But there's a line in here I thought was just so interesting that ties into what you're saying, Laurie. And it was saying, um, this is John the Baptist saying, for he, meaning Jesus, is sent by God. He speaks God's words for God gives him the spirit without limit. And I was just thinking, you know, that's exactly the type of life we are to live because what he's asking us to give, we can't live it. We actually, it's impossible for us to live in the opposite way because we are bent bad. We're bent and it's hard. It's in our own flesh. It is impossible because it's not even about what you see out here. It's about the motives. It's about the everything. And I'm not just even talking about we can look a certain way. We can do that in a flesh. We can totally do that. But God's talking about inside, like truly forgiving someone, truly praying for someone, truly walking in a place of blessing, truly walking in humility. That is something that is supernatural. But we've been given, like you're saying, it says we've been like Jesus when he died and rose again and gave us the Holy Spirit that filled Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwells within us. We now have the spirit who's without limit. And that's it. When we submit ourselves to God, when we truly come with a heart to hear from God and to learn from him with hearts that are open, we receive the spirit 
we have the spirit that takes over to do what we cannot do. With God, all things are possible. Like, it's impossible for us, but with God, it's possible. So what you're talking about, some of you may be listening thinking, if only you knew my situation, that's impossible for me to do. There is no way. When we submit through the work of God, through constantly coming to him, spending time with him, that is where he does the impossible. This is what we're talking about. This type of life is only done in the secret place with God, where the Holy Spirit comes alive and we give in to what God wants to do by hearing his word, obeying his word, and all of a sudden the spirit without limit does the word of God. And that is exactly what you're talking about. That is the move of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. And so I just want to encourage people listening that, yes, it's not by, it's not by our own flesh. It's not by our own works that we can boast, but it's totally in the work of the cross. And because of the work of the cross, we now are filled with the same spirit that Jesus was filled with. Isn't that amazing? It just struck me this morning so profoundly when I was thinking, how often do, like this is a whole other topic, but I was just thinking, how often do I close that valve of the fullness of the Holy Spirit moving through my life, allowing me to operate in ways that I couldn't do in my own, my own way. So it's really profound, Lori, what you're sharing today. Absolutely. No, it is. It is. I'm really sorry that my iPad keeps beeping and I don't know why it keeps beeping and I can't shut it off. So I don't know what is going on here, but it is so funny because we are actually filming on video as well that, um, you can hear it. So you can hear shut it. it off and this see is, if that this helps. is real deal. See, this is real, real, but, uh, but it's all good. No, honestly, it is, it is a profound word. And I just, I do think it is a profound, just a switch, you know, and, what, what I keep thinking about, and I just encourage you who are listening to think about, you know, what God is doing in this season is he's, he's sort of like bringing to our attention who we are behind closed doors because we've been behind closed doors a lot and who we are when we're with people and how far is the disconnect between those two things. Again, the work of sanctification is that Jesus is trying to get the inside <laughs> to have as much attention and work and healing and transformation as what the effort that we put on the outside. Like he wants us to put all of that effort, all that intentionality on the inside because he says, this is where it matters. He says, your heart is deceitfully wicked, but he says, I want you to, I want you to know that. I want you to let me do my work in here. Stop washing your hands. Stop putting on makeup. Stop trying to make the outside appear a certain way when the inside is completely a mess, when the, the inside is just all full of brokenness and, you know, evil and, and just heartache and all of that. Let me into that space. And, and I feel like in a time of hiddenness that we've been in and spending a lot of time on our own and a lot of time alone, what are the things that are the most important? You know, we, we opened up talking about birthdays and all of that and celebrating birthdays and how it looks so different. Well, it forces us to really get to the heart of what really matters. And what really matters is just being able to honor each other on our birthdays, to be able to say, I, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that God chose that this was the day of your birth and the blessing that you've been to me and to this world. And this is how, and we begin to speak life. And really, it's not about gifts and the fact that there's nothing open, so we can't even do any really good shopping for people. But 
but actually what life can we speak into? And that's really what matters. And again, I think the Lord wants us to go on the journey of really looking inside, of, of shutting our eyes to the external and to this impression that we're giving to the world around us, this impression that, you know, when we go out and we're with people, we look or act or appear a certain way. But like what is really, really going on in here? Because this is what we take for all eternity, all of this, everything on the outside and everything that we see with the eye gate is going to fall away. It's going to fade every, every bit of it again. So attuning our ear and allowing our spirit to be transformed by the work of Christ and by the word of God. I, I think it's part of the larger the larger narrative, the larger work that the Lord is bringing us to terms with. And again, a year ago, I don't even know if we could have heard this message because we were just so busy. We're just so busy. We're just so, so distracted. It's we're just so, so like doing, 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 doing our thing that I don't even know if we would have been ready for this message. I think we would have thought we were already doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas this, all this has forced us to see how much time, energy, effort we just put on the external. We put on the outside when God's saying, no, I want to cleanse you. It, it, evil doesn't actually come from the outside, from what you do. It comes from within you. It comes from within you. It's already inside. So what are you doing about that? Mm-hmm. Can you lay that down? Will you give that to me? Will you mm-hmm. surrender it all? Will you submit it completely to me, That's to right. my word? That's right. You know, and walk in the fullness of what I have provided for you. You see, as we follow the king wherever he goes, we walk in his provision. We walk in his provision and everything that we have need of is found as we follow him wherever he goes. But again, we can't take all the junk. We can't take all the stuff. We can't take all the rituals and all the ways of trying to earn our way to him, our way to his presence, our way to all of these promises. We can't take any of that. We actually have to lay it all down and surrender it all and just say, God, I know I don't have it, but you do and you placed your spirit inside of me. So let's do this. I'm following you. I'm going. I'm listening. I'm listening to the sound of your footprint. What direction are we going? I hear. I hear. And so, again, I I think it's a discipline. I think it comes through discipline. It doesn't come through, like, experience. It doesn't come through this, like, wow. It's it's a discipline to attune ourselves, but to also shut out. We do also have to shut out all of the distraction and all of the noise and all of the things that are telling us, be this way and do this, and this is how you get it. We have to shut all of that out and really tune ourselves. Follow his word. Well, I I think that's such a profound way of closing this podcast today. Honestly, Lori, that is exactly it. The king has given us everything we need. We have the word of God. Like we actually have in written word. This is a treasure that we can just pick up our Bible. Some of us have 10 Bibles in the house. What a gift that we have the word of God and he's given us the spirit without limit. There's no limit to what is provided by our king. And we limit, but not the king. And so as we submit, like you said, all that heaven has, all that we cannot do in our own strength is only found in our king and his provision. And so we lay that down. We lay our own striving, our own way of thinking of perfection. And I just love how you just tied that all up, the outward of what we have to close off and to say, okay, I want to hear, I want to listen, I want to follow, because you've given me all that I need. Your spirit and your word will guide. And so we just 
we just want to close this by saying, you know, you are called, you are significant. God is speaking to you and he wants to reveal himself to you in this season. And so may you follow your king. May you hear his footprint. May you hear his voice. May his word come alive to you. And may you know that he has given you his spirit without limit. So you can follow fully equipped, fully secure, fully knowing that your king has given you all that you need for today and for every day to come that he will give. So beautiful. And hold your position in Christ. Hold it. It's your identity. It's what he has given you because of the cross. So hold your position, stand firm, continue to follow the King wherever you go and be blessed today. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.